Welcome to the VR Gaming Podcast, podcast and commentary about VR gaming, VR news, VR hardware, and VR reviews. I'm your host, Nick Lane, and with me is Justin Davis. Justin, what's going on, man? Nothing much. Just a bunch of games and uh, VR and some pin- pinball lately, too. Oh, nice. Well, well, let's talk about my uh, favorite love, which is pinball. So you, you started playing pin- I know you have a couple machines, but you started playing pinball again or a little bit more? <laughs> Yeah, I told you on my Monster Bash remake, LE, that that plasma disc in the back went out. And uh, Chicago Gaming sent me um, two replacements, and both of those didn't work. And then they sent me finally a third one, and that one worked. And once I got that in there, I just, you know, I started playing it more than I was. Oh, nice. Because uh, I was kind of pissed off for a little while, and I just wasn't playing it. Yeah, so for those of you who aren't uh, pinball uh, enthusiasts or fans, Monster Bash is one of the Regardless, one of the best pinball machines ever made. It was made in the late 90s, and uh, it sounds like you got the remake that they did a couple years ago. Yeah, I got the LE remake with the crazy topper. That's awesome, man. That's a, that's yeah. a great machine, so congrats on that. Thanks. And uh, what, what have you been playing in VR? What games have you been playing recently? Population 1. All right. Yeah, which we'll review that. today. Yeah, yeah. we're going we're gonna to talk about that. Um, I played a little bit of Half-Life Alex today, and we'll talk about why. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me see. Well, something really obscure. Ch- Chex Quest. You ever heard of that? I think I saw like a video that it was a game made um, from the cereal company, right? Yeah, by Chex Cereal. Well, um, you know, you can play Doom in VR, and Chex Quest is just—it's like a—it uh, uses the Doom engine, and it came out, you know, in the '90s, and um, somebody requested it, so I did a VR video of Chex Quest, um, which was, you know, different. Um. So that, and I don't know. I played that Propagation VR game you were talking about, I think, in the last show. Yeah, yep. Okay. Yeah, I did a, did a video of that, and um, uh, not much else. So this is a good opportunity. Where can they go to see the videos that you create? Um, my channel is MameFan, M-A-M-E hyphen fan, F-A-N. And I do VR, arcade, sometimes pinball, uh, all sorts of stuff. Awesome. There you go. So we're recording. This is episode 17. We're recording it on Sunday, uh, November 15th. It'll probably be up and uh, downloadable in a day or two from now. Uh, And we're going to go over, as usual, news and then uh, some reviews. And and the featured review for this evening is Population One. And then we're also going to do a couple of maybe uh, shorter mini reviews of Poker Stars VR and VR Paradise. So sort of a Vegas theme after we get done with Population One. But let's kick off with the um, with the news. So in the last episode, uh, the the feature was talking about uh, Star Wars Squadrons is something that we had been excited and waiting for, um, and we kind of slammed it because there were issues with the frame rate. And more than a month later, and they had said that they would patch it and allegedly did, but it's still a broken mess. At least the last time I checked. Yeah, I, last time I checked it, it was it was terrible too. But these. The last patch, I haven't checked it since then. I just, I sort of feel like it, it's just going to be the same thing. I don't know. I just don't have any faith in it. Yeah, I had, um, I think a week ago, a good week ago, it was on sale for $10 off, which I don't know what to make of that. You know, the game's been out for like uh, less than a month, right? 
So I, I, I got it because I heard that in the news that they were going to patch the problem with the frame rate. Um, I guess it, it, a patch came out. I went to the discussions and people are like, nope, the problem with the index is still there. And, you know, people are have very powerful video guard, cards, right? Like some people even have the 3000 series and, mm-hmm. you know, they're jumping through hoops just to get it at a minimum of 80 frames per second. So um, at that point, I was like, the hell with it. So I refunded it for a second time. I got to make sure that refund went through, but I'm wow. just... I'm just I'm just so done with this game. It just uh, it, it it had potential. I think the um, the player base is is quickly dying. I think they've lost a lot of people because of uh, just the VR mishap. So who knows? Maybe six months from now it's better, and I'm bored and I'm looking for a game to play and it's on sale. But I've I've given up at this point playing that. Are you a big Star Wars fan? Is that why you bought it twice? No, not at all. So I re- I, I refunded it when I had the initial problem, right? And then yeah. when they, you know, when I heard they're fixing it and it was on sale, I was like, well, I'll get it now. I, I, I almost have a, a strong dislike of Star Wars. Like it does nothing for me. Um, and I know it always pisses people off to say that, but that, that's just me. I, I like the idea of um, a space sim that is just combat focused. So I know there's, um, I, I can't even think of it right now. Elite Dangerous? Yeah, there's Elite Dangerous, which is not necessarily, it's more like space exploration. There's some combat, mm-hmm. but... I like the premise of this because I liked Eve Valkyrie. So I was like, great, uh, because it's cross-play, because it's Star Wars, it's going to have a great multiplayer base. Um, yeah, and, and I remember X-Wing versus TIE Fighter back in the 90s when I was in my teens. So I, I had uh, I had some hopes for it, but those were quickly dashed, so I'm, I've moved on. Yeah, I think I have too. Um, I don't know. I, I, there's too much tweaking that I think you have to do if you even want to get playable. And, yeah. Um, I'm just... I don't know. I never was that interested in it in the first place. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, we're in the same boat with that. Um, you know, it's funny. Last podcast, we were talking about what do we have to look forward to. And I I think we settled on Medal of Honor, which is coming out in December. Mm-hmm. And I was I was worried that this month would be kind of like a, a lull where we're kind of digging back through other games or, or not too excited about talking about stuff. But um, surprise, surprise, Population 1 was released um, on October 22nd. We're going to get into a review of that, but I just want to bring that up in the news because it, it's a big release. And I was aware of Population 1, and I, and I believe you were as well, but I didn't know that it had a firm release date. I kind of had forgotten about it. I think they kind of went silent on it for a while, right? So I just, I had like Star Wars Squadrons a couple months ago, you know, and Medal of Honor, and those were the games that I just was, was thinking about coming out. And Maybe population one eventually. So it kind of caught me off guard because one day it just appeared. Yeah, and no, people were in the beta for so long. It seemed like almost like two years that people were in this beta. So and then it just came out of nowhere. But like, yeah, it can't. It, it coincided with the Quest Two release, so they had to have been waiting for that to get released before they were going to uh, do it. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. We'll and we'll 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 dive into that a little bit more soon. But mm-hmm. um, that was that's that's what I consider maybe the the biggest news in the in the last month with that game because uh, uh you know spoiler alert I like that game a lot and we'll talk about why. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's a big game for VR. Um, moving on in the news, yesterday I saw that there was a uh, update for a software update for the Oculus Quest Two. Um, it now does ninety hertz, I guess, across the board. You probably know more about this than I do because you actually own one. So have you have you paid attention to that at all? I heard about it, and I also heard that some people are getting the update at different times than other people. I turned on my Quest for the first time in a while today, my Quest 2, I mean, and uh, it didn't say anything about an update. So I don't know if it 
takes a while to get it. So mm-hmm. I don't have it. I don't have it yet. There is a when I was reading the news blurb, there is a way to force manually force the update, I believe. So you might want to look at that into that. Okay, I'll do that. And uh, I don't have this on my notes, but I'll interject so, sort of my situation. Um, I was having, I had, it's like all my VR hardware failed at once. So um, I had an issue where I might have talked about last time. The I was getting some kind of like white specs, white flashes, or, or I guess like I, I call them uh, specs, not flashes. Yeah. I was noticing in my uh, Valve Index. So it turns out um, it was the cord, which was surprising to me because I don't I don't think I tangle the cord up or abuse the cord for the index whatsoever. You know, I mm-hmm. I don't disconnect that um, that um, tear away or breakout clip mm-hmm. or anything like that. I've been really careful. Yeah. So uh, I reached out to Valve, and within a week I had a replacement. Um, so I just want to mention that because that's great customer service, and I want to highlight that. And then. About a week after uh, my left controller started drifting, uh, the you know the infamous controller drift, and I got my index I think in, in January or February. So that tells you something um, about that the problem still exists. So again, I reached out to Valve, and within less than a week, they sent out a replacement to me. I I didn't have to send them back the controller first. Um, you know, once I got it, I sent back the the defective one. But uh, very grateful for the quick turnaround there. So that's really good. I haven't hit my year warranty yet, so I, I worry. You know, because the right controller hasn't failed yet, I imagine why would that not? It's like a like a ticking time bomb. But you know, hopefully, uh, Valve is is honoring things beyond the warranty because these controllers are just there. There's a design flaw in them, right? If they're breaking less than a year, and I I play a good amount of VR, but not not to the point where these three hundred dollar controllers should be breaking at this point. I mean, they should last years and years. Um, uh, they're just not designed that well on the joystick even though the controllers themselves are amazing and they're my favorite vr controller yeah i rma'd my controllers too and uh because of the click issue where they weren't i wasn't able to click them and uh yeah i think and that's great that you know they'll send you the controllers before you've sent them in i think that's that's the same way it was with me that's great and that's different than oculus my quest 2 has an issue where i'm not getting audio on the right side and they told me i need to send in the quest 2 before they're going to send me a new one and I haven't even bothered to send it in yet. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't blame you. It's just it, that's how you build uh, like loyal customers. Like that yeah. just incre- when there's a problem, it's a great chance for a company to shine mm-hmm. by the way that they fix or address the problem. It builds mm-hmm. a lot of confidence. So um, shout out to Valve. Um, yeah. That's really awesome. I heard that the um, I meant to look this up. I heard that the indexes are on back order for like eight weeks because I have a our friend Lithium Matt who plays mm-hmm. games with us, was um, saying that he's got a uh, reverb out order and he's got an index on order. So he's going to keep one of the two and probably the first one that comes. But he said it's like an eight-week wait. Hmm. Um, could... I'm looking online to see what it says. All right, let us know. Yeah, yeah it says shift date is more than eight weeks now. So I wonder if that is due to, again, the demands up and, and things are going really well for them or it's just supply. I mean, it's obviously probably a mix of both, but I, I take that as a good sign uh, that the index is still continuing to sell yeah. quite well. This is, this is the second time I've done this. So I just accidentally ordered a, an index just now. <laughs> <laughs> I just I clicked on the price to see when it would say the, yeah. the ship date would be. And now it's like, oh, congratulations, your order has been received. Yeah, well, they make it really easy, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So now I got to click to cancel. Are you sure yeah. you want to cancel? All right. It's funny well, how they ask you if you want to cancel, if you're sure, not if you're sure you want to buy it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 
Um, here's a here's another in well, this is a a PSA, I guess. This is not specific to index, but I had been having a problem. I noticed it, God, like a, a month or two ago, um, where it it appeared that there was some a slight stutter when playing VR that I never noticed before, and it didn't matter what game I was playing. You know, mm-hmm. this was I would notice it in like the uh, you know when you first boot up into Steam VR and you're like not not home, but like you're in that void. Yeah. I would notice it there even, so I knew something was wrong. And uh, I was using FPS VR to to look at kind of what's going on, reprojection. It was showing a lot of drop frames, and I would see on the the GPU this uh, purple spike that would happen ever so often. So I, it was driving me nuts. It actually went to the point where I got a migraine from playing, and uh, I you know knock on wood, I never have problems in VR. I never get sick, I never get headaches, but that stutter. Um, which maybe happened several times a minute uh, after playing for like an hour and a half gave me a migraine. So that, that sucks. Um, but I did some research on it and apparently um, NVIDIA drivers, there was a, there's an issue with them and it seems from the forums and what I've been reading that it plagues seemingly every headset. I don't know if it's a certain, um, if it's like just the 2000 and 3000 series of uh nvidia graphics cards but i have a 2080 and i know that people are on the forums who have the three the new 3000 series and they're having this issue but um i'm trying to look up right now what the what the driver is that uh um that people want to get because there's there's a specific one i have a 1080 ti and i haven't noticed it that i know of Maybe maybe that's the um, maybe that's the key, man. Maybe maybe mm. you're lucky because of that. But okay, mm. so the driver, the driver that the last driver that works before this problem was introduced with all future updates for drivers is driver four four six point one four. That's the driver that came out in May. If you have this problem or you've noticed it, uh, I, I would encourage you to revert back to that driver, all right? especially if it's bothering you. Now. Due to you know some great users and posting in like the Nvidia forums, it it pops up on Reddit like every other day. You know somebody's talking about this. Um, Nvidia has finally acknowledged that they're working on the they they were able to replicate the issue. They think they know what's wrong, um, and they're working on it. The last driver release that came out I think last week mentions that it's kind of at the top of their list to fix. Although as of this recording, it's not been fixed. So you know some people have said that oh it's um you know, using MSI Afterburner or IQ software, basically anything that kind of pings or monitors your, uh, like your, your CPU, GPU uh, is, is what's causing it. But there's people who have gone in and, and done clean installs of Windows, got rid of all that stuff and still happening. So maybe turning that stuff off might minimize a little bit, but that's not the answer. Um, there's something that happened in, in those driver updates in like late May, June. And that continues on to this day that's causing that issue. So, again, hopefully that's helpful to some people because I had no idea. I had to spend, you know, a couple hours just trying to figure out what the heck's going on. But I'm able to, you know, get things working with that old driver. Now, you know, there's there's some maybe newer games that you can't play because you, like, Star Wars Squadrons, which I don't care, um, requires, like, a, you know, driver that came out last month. So that causes some trouble. But other than that, you know, the games I've been playing, I've been able to play with the uh, older uh, May driver. Cool. Um, yeah, that would suck because I'm sure there are lots of newer games that are getting optimized with the newer drivers that, you know, I don't know, maybe you're getting worse performance in, but yeah, I don't know. It's, um, it's, 
you know, I've been, I'm looking forward to getting a 3000 series Nvidia card, uh, but mm-hmm. they've been all sold out. You can't get your hands on it, yeah. but I'm kind of glad I don't have it right now because mm-hmm. the folks who have the 3000 series cannot go back and use that older made driver. Hmm. Yeah. Damn. So it totally sucks. To, they might as well sell it on eBay now, their card, if they're planning on playing, um, you know, VR. Now, you know, next week, NVIDIA can have the solution. So hopefully that happens. But yeah, kind of, it really sucks, especially if you have a 3000 series. You're, you're kind of screwed right now. I haven't heard many people talking about it. So I wonder if it's only some people that actually notice it. Yeah, I don't, I think I'm pretty sensitive, like not, mm-hmm. not in a bad way. I can, I can just pick up on, on frame rate to an extent, you know, and yeah. I, I know something's wrong. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at the, the Reddit for index, I, I see that pop up every couple of days, but mm-hmm. yeah, you'd think that maybe it's more prevalent than it is. So I, I don't know. Maybe Oculus people don't have that issue. So a lot of people are Oculus, like a lot of it's, people in discords and stuff that I talk to. It's possible. I, I know. I know that people in other headsets have this issue as well. So it's not just an index thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if that means it's um you know HTC Vive or if it means it's an Oculus or not. But um, I, I know that there have been users who confirm that they have that problem and they don't have an in- index. Okay. So hopefully that's helpful to some people. Um, all right, moving on with the, with the news. Half-Life Alex has an update, which now has uh, three hours of a developer commentary. I think you were going to, you kind of alluded to that, Justin. Yeah, and uh, I tried it a little bit today. Um, so it starts out with Gabe Newell talking to you. Uh, he tells a little bit of, you know, a little bit about Half-Life Alex, And then at the end, he gives you his email address and says, feel free, feel free to email me if, with any comments or anything. And he goes, uh, I read every email, but I don't respond to them all. But, um, so then as you go wow. through, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I doubt he reads every email, but somebody does maybe for him. Yeah. So then as you walk through the levels, you know, at the main menu, that's where you turn on the commentary when you, before you start the game. And, um, as you walk through, you'll see this, like these like golden headphones in the air and you pick them up and you put them on your head and then it's just, somebody starts talking to tell you something about, you know, the scene that you're in at that time, like what they were thinking about how they designed it, you know, that type of thing. Um, I was thinking about going through the whole game just to hear that all and maybe record it all and maybe put it up. I don't know how many people would want to hear all that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would go through the whole game again for that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a special game, so I'm sure like a lot of people love that. I don't, I don't probably have the patience to do that because I'm always want to play something new or, mm-hmm. or you know focus on my current game that I'm addicted to. But, um, but you know Valve crushed it with that game and they continue to do things like that, which uh, just makes it even more special. Mm-hmm. I know somebody who's beaten the game seven times. Wow. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, talk about getting your money's worth. <laughs> yeah, and some people, you know that did you, you know about that gnome achievement? Yeah, carrying like the gnome all the way through the game. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of people have done that. Wow. I don't know. I, I'm not doing that. Yeah, that's not. I'm not that kind of player. Yeah. Um, I'm still bummed when I think about uh, Valve and the fact that we've gotten no indication that they're working on like a follow-up VR game. A little worried yep. about that. Mm-hmm. There were supposed to be a total of three, and we've heard nothing about the others. 
Yeah, and when I last looked, I think the last thing that was said about it or article I could find uh, maybe was in March around when Half-Life came out, and they were just saying that they pulled off anybody who was working on other games to finish Half-Life, um, mm-hmm. and they don't have any plans to release any additional VR games anytime soon was kind of like the gist of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I also said some stuff about the hardware that because of coronavirus, like they've had it like put development of an index two or whatever kind of on the back burner a little bit also. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I didn't hear anything about an index two, so that's that's good to know. And my whole thing is like I'm I'm glad that there's obviously there's probably a separate team working on like the uh hardware for VR and pushing the limits is, is incredibly important. But what we've talked about before in the show is like I, I we need games. We need like triple A games. And I was talking to uh, somebody that I play Hunt Showdown with today, and we we're talking about VR, and he's just like, "Yeah, VR is not there for me yet. I need like to maybe in ten years, you know." So I'm always curious when people say that, like if they've experienced VR and stuff. I, I'm sure he just hasn't had, in many ways, like played a lot of good VR games, and I can blow his mind. But I was like, "Well, you know, Half Life Alex is there. Half Life Alex is an awesome game." He's like, "Yeah, you know, it's like before I spend that kind of money, I need to be like four or five like must have big AAA games." And you know, that's a hard objection to overcome in some ways because that's what we're still really lacking to, to, to date. Well, Medal of Honor, Alex, and then there's a bunch of Oculus games that are that are that level or close. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, my counter is always like, dude, I've, I've had VR for three years and I have like well over a thousand hours and those hours are all quality from, mm-hmm. you know, a AAA game like, Half-Life Alex to, you know, Phasmophobia, which one dude made, right? You know, like there's yeah, just yeah. really great engaging games that, um, you know, you're lost. You know, I, I always curious. I, I, I kind of enter these conversations respectfully, but, uh, you know, I, I feel like any gamer who's waiting ten, five or 10 years or whatever is just, I, I'm trying to think of a good analogy. It's almost like somebody saying when like the original Nintendo came out, I'm going to wait until video games become, have better graphics and get more sophisticated. It's like, well, they're always going to be better and more sophisticated or have more games, but you're missing out on some amazing games right now that are going to be soon to be you know, classics yeah. in 10 years. Yeah, you still miss Super Mario Brothers and Zelda and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, granted they had some great games, but like, there's great games in VR, man, that, uh, that, that you're missing out on. So whatever. Yeah. Did, he um, say, did he say what headset he tried? Yeah, so at least this person, you know, some people are like VR is gimmick and you ask them and they don't, tr- they've never tried VR and they're like, oh, my friend yeah. said it's, you know, or like, so at least this person, I have more respect for somebody who's at least tried it, but it sounds like he tried like the dev kit for Oculus, which doesn't say much oh, to me. He no. tried, he tried the, um, the Samsung like phone one. Oh, that's okay. Gear VR. Yeah, I yeah. Gear VR. Yeah, and he, but then he's like, oh, I did try HTC Vive and I tried Fallout and, you know, I felt sick. After, and it's just like he never uh, said one game to me that was, or one experience where I was like, okay, I kind of get it. You know, yeah. if you played if you played Half-Life Alex, you might feel differently or even like super hot, right? Like could win yeah. somebody over. Yeah, Fallout launched, launched with bad performance. Like it was too bad for me to even play it. And um yeah, I could understand someone feeling sick. Plus, you know, if he was using free locomotion plus bad performance, that's going to be bad. Yeah, I think he he just the experiences that he had, I I get what he's saying, but it's like, dude, you you're you're, you're this is you know this is years later. It's a it's yeah. a different ball game now. Yeah. Um, and you know that's I, I have those conversations sometimes. And I'm really interested in, in in drilling down and understanding you know VR and 
what gets people into VR. And I was playing, um, uh, I was playing poker stars VR today. And, uh, you know, I talked to people and, you know, they see my name and we talk about VR a little bit and somebody's, uh, somebody was like, somebody had the quest Two. I was like, what do you think of the quest Two? He's like, ah, oh, it's, it's, it's so, so. And that's like his only headset. And another person at the card table was like, only so, so he's like the first time I tried it, I was, I was blown away. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was saying that um, he was like at his brother's house or something um, for like his, like his brother, like his nephew's birthday party. And he, they, he tried the quest or quest two. And before they even cut the cake, he had ordered one, right? Like, you know, he's mm-hmm. just like blown away by it. And that's like, to me, that's like what I expect somebody to say when they try VR for the first time. Yeah, definitely. But uh, anyways, uh, those discussions are always interesting to me. Um, mm-hmm. Move on with the news. So another game to kind I kind of have on my radar. I, I can't say I'm super excited for it, but we'll see. Um, is After the Fall by Vertigo Games. They're the ones who made uh, Arizona Sunshine, which you know was an early VR game and, and did quite well, but it is certainly dated now. Uh, it looks like it was going to come out. The plan was for it to come out by holiday season this year. It's been delayed to early 2021 because of the, uh, because of COVID. That's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So, any any uh, strong opinions, thoughts on that game, Justin? It's a four player game, so that's cool. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Co op and four player. Um, yeah, it pits up to four players against a vast hostile VR world. So, I mean, that's cool. Um, you know, Arizona Sunshine was a good game for its time, a really good game. Um, so, yeah, I mean. I'm pretty excited about it. I, I love co-op games, you know, yeah. so um, I'm hoping for the best. I know when the game was first kind of announced and there was previews for, um, you know, people who are in uh, kind of the media for VR, they tried it. They they weren't blown away by it. Um, mm-hmm. they, they felt that it had uh, had some some changes that were needed to it to kind of bring it up to speed to what's expected in like today's VR games. Yeah, they said it was too arcadey and like items would like float to them and stuff. Yeah. They didn't like that or something. Yeah. And, and, you know, VR in in some ways, the games are evolving fairly quickly, right? You know, like Mm -hmm. every year we expect some mechanisms to be in a VR game that wasn't there the year before, right? As, as developers become more comfortable, they learn what works and what doesn't work. So, you know, like Arizona Sunshine, which came out, what, 2016, like today just feels super dated compared to like um, Saints and Sinners, like Walking Dead, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I even got that latest DLC, the, what was it, was it Dead, the Dead Man or the one, it was in a dam. I haven't even played it yet. Um, there are two DLCs for Arizona Sunshine that I can, uh, that I know of. Okay. Um, the first one might have been called Dead Man. And then the second one was something damned. So, okay. Well, you know, I, I, that was like one of the first games I played when I got VR in you know, December, 2017. So almost three years ago and, and it was okay for them. You know, mm-hmm. I appreciate it at that point in time, but, uh, anyways, uh, last point of news is, uh, and I want to shout out to road to VR. That's kind of my go-to source for the news. I mean, I, I see these things on, on Twitter and other news releases, but it's, uh, it's a great site. I recommend you guys subscribe to their, uh, daily emails to stay up to date with VR news. But uh, um, one thing I saw about the Oculus Quest 2 is that the uh, the pre-orders were five times higher than Quest 1. Five times is pretty damn amazing to me. Yeah, yeah, that is. I wonder yeah. how, you know, I wonder how many are new customers versus people who bought the Quest 1. 
probably a lot of them that bought the Quest One. Um, so it's two ninety nine versus what was it three ninety nine? Yeah, Quest One. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's a re- that's a <laughs> like the barrier of entry to VR these days is kind of like non existent. I think um, where VR still kind of struggles with is that the av- like the VR uh, the the Quest Two is definitely like the casual VR player, right? Mm-hmm. versus like you know the index or pc vr even is like the more enthusiast so i think the price point is certainly not the barrier the technology is not the barrier i think the barrier is education i think people just still don't know or can't get their mind around or can't grasp that you do not need a pc uh, for the oculus quest 2 and i have to mm-hmm. wonder how much damage did things like the like the Gear VR do to people's perception of VR, right? Like the people who think yeah. it's like a gimmick or like, oh, I tried VR and it's, you know, whatever. It's like a stupid mm-hmm. roller coaster uh, simulator. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and the Gear VRs were free. They, they came free with Samsung phones. So a lot of people ended up getting them. Yeah. And also Google Daydream. That was free with uh, Google Pixels. So tons of people got them and probably just tried them once and then just never, never messed with them again. Yeah, versus like if they tried like the Quest Two and, and even just Beat Saber, Super Hot, whatever, like blown away, kind of like the the, the Gear VR didn't blow anybody away. Uh, no, not at all. It was probably like, eh, like yeah, it's, this is all the fuss. Um, so that's gonna be interesting. And with the the Quest Two um, out, and you had the holidays coming up, and you know, uh, it's just it's just gonna sell a lot more. And and I know it's a little bit tough to get together with people for the holidays, so that's gonna probably hurt a little bit because. I think it's when people try it and people get it as gifts and they share it with friends. That's when you get a new customer. It's just got to be experienced. Definitely has to be experienced. Yeah. So I, I have a discussion point for us and I think maybe what we will do is, is slot this in after the review of population one. And, but I'll, I'll mention the discussion point, which is um, my, my question for us to, to talk about a little bit will is will the quest dumb down PC VR games? And I think you'll see why I'm, I'm thinking about that after we review Population One. Um, I think it's a I think it's a interesting question. So uh, let's start. Let's go to the review portion. Uh, let's, Justin, you have any other news that I uh, I forgot or anything you want to mention? Uh, there's a game called Tarzan VR that's releasing on the 17th of November. Okay. Um, it's on Steam. Yeah, that's two days. So it's on Steam and it's coming in. It's like it's coming in uh, separate episodes. I don't know if it's going to be good. Um, it's by Stone Stonepunk Studios, and they've done some good ga- uh, other VR games. Like you ever did you ever play Primordian? I did not. Okay, it's pretty good. Um, okay, so just putting that out there. Do you have a what, like what kind of game is it? Do you have a sense of what the style is? Oh, it it looks like it's cell shaded graphics, but you're you're basically Tarzan. Swinging through the jungle, and um, I guess you're you're fighting. I don't know. There there are like uh, chimps and stuff, and animals. I'm not even positive what you're doing in the game, though. Okay. Fair enough. There's Sorry. a really there's a really strange uh, trailer for it. Okay. Not not I'm intrigued. I'll have to check it out after this. So it's coming out on the 17th, which is two days from now. Is yeah. That what you're saying. Yeah. And is there a price on it? Um, let me see. No, no, no price yet. So I guess it's not going to show the price until it releases. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. We'll have to, we'll have to mm-hmm. talk about it if you get it. Okay. 
All right, moving on to review. So our featured review is Population One. This is a game that is uh, on Steam for PC VR. It's on Oculus, so you can play on the Rift S, and you can also play it on the uh, Quest, uh, I guess, one and two. Um, and it's and what makes this game special is its cross-play uh, between uh, you know PC VR and, and the Quest. It's made by Big Box VR Inc. Uh, it came out on October 22nd, 2020. It's $29.99, and it currently sits at uh, 9 out of 10 on Steam, which is uh, you know the very positive uh, review category. Um, and it's got, a, I think, last I checked, it's got 800-plus reviews on Steam. All right. I'm, I, and I, I think most people are playing this game on Quest. If I had a guess, at least 80% of people are on Quest. I try to ask people when I'm in the game. So the uh, the best way to describe this game is that it's a it's it's basically well it's like Fortnite in VR, uh, which seems to be like a no brainer of a game to make considering how big of a game Fortnite is. Although unlike Fortnite, uh, you actually have to pay to play this game to uh, purchase it. Um, it is uh, you're in teams, I believe, of either there's either eighteen or twenty four players in a map. So Unlike Fortnite, where you have this huge map and there's a hundred players in a map, it's 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 smaller. You know, there's less players, but it doesn't it doesn't feel to me like it's. I, I haven't played Fortnite in a got a good year or two. Um, but it, it even though there's less players, it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like too off. I mean, it feels right. It feels good. And um, you know, for reference, in, in terms of battle royale types of games, I, I had played Fortnite like right when it was in the beta, so I saw a lot of the evolution of the game. Um, right now, as of the as of today, uh, the game release where you can only play in squads of three. So I imagine that they're going to have uh, squad like duo squads and uh, you know solo players. I, it's a little weird. I don't know why they only have squads of three. I mean, I if I had to ask for you know, it, it to release in one way. The uh, squads of three is definitely preferable. I love playing in squads. Uh, it's just weird that they don't have solo or, or duos right now, but I believe that's coming. Um, yeah, it is called Population One. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. And it's funny when they were doing. Um, I saw an interview of the game like two years ago, and they were talking about. It. I think they were like acting like it's you know going to be solo play. Um, and they were talking like, yeah, we might add squads in there. So again, that's a, that's a question I would love to ask them. And I, I'm just always can, really curious about design decisions. But I'm I'm happy with squads. Like I said, if there can only be one. I'm I'm glad because we've played together. Um, you know, our group of friends plays almost nightly, and uh, you know, we love teaming up. I, I love team games like this. Yeah. A um, little further, I mean, again, I think Fortnite is the best way to describe it. They're, even like the style of like when you shoot somebody and like the damage popping up, uh, the graphical style is is Fortnite-esque. Uh, there is building in it, but not to the sophisticated degree of Fortnite. In fact, this is welcome. I'm glad it doesn't have that crazy style of building like Fortnite, but it has some. So I, I appreciate that. It's pretty easy to build in it. Um, but you know, if you're not familiar with Fortnite, I'll, I'll do my best to describe it. Basically you get in teams of three, um, you launch on this map and you kind of are flying through the air in these pods and you decide where to descend onto the map. When you crash down, 
um, you know, you're trying to get loot. You're trying to get weapons. You don't start with any weapons. So you got to run around and, you know, get a load out of weapons, find shields, um, find health and, and food and ammo and all that. You can get more backpacks so you can carry more. And then what's happening in the game is that there's, um, I don't know, in Fortnite it's called a storm. I forget what they call it in this. I don't, Justin, do you remember? No, I don't remember. Basically what happens is the map is closing in on you. So you can't, it's pushing all the players together over a period of time. So you got to keep on moving. And eventually the area of the map that you can safely be in without taking damage becomes very small. Um, so, so matches are pretty quick. They don't last long, which I think is a, is a good element to this. It definitely has the, you know, let me play one more game style to it. Um, the weapons themselves are like modeled after essentially real weapons. Right, they have like a P90. They got the ump. Um, some of the pistols are a little fanciful and shotguns, but they have you know they go they go for some realism. The um, reloading mechanics a little. Uh, well, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. We can we can we we cover graphics. Um, I don't I don't want to jump too far ahead. Justin, do you have anything to add in there that I'm kind of missing in terms of just the style and the objectives of the game? Um. You know, you're going around a team of three. Did you talk about? I guess you haven't you haven't gotten to the flying part yet. Um, no, I have not. That's a that's yeah. a key ingredient. So go ahead. Okay, so uh, well, when you first start out the game, you're all of you are up on a ledge, and you have to run toward a, a a launch a launch pad, or you can just fly off the the edge, and then you can just stick your arms out. You know, sort of like you're a bird or a Superman, or well, Superman would be in front. It's no more like a bird, and you just stick them out, and you'll—it's like you have a wingsuit, and you'll just yeah. fly down to the map, and you can uh, control where you go really easily uh, with the way you're turning your body, or you can take one of these uh, launch pods that will launch you out further into the map, and then you can drop wherever you want. And their strategy—you know—you want to stick with your team and and try to you know drop down together and drop somewhere where there's you think there's going to be a good resources or good places to hide and and all that yeah you're trying to wipe out the other teams the other teams mm-hmm. of three so you you wipe out another team when you've killed all their players if you get if you get killed you're not automatically eliminated from the game you kind of become a ghost and your um your teammates can revive you but if all your teammates die then then your your, your squad loses the match um, yeah, the flying, I'm glad you brought that up. The flying is a really kind of fun and cool mechanic, you know, to be kind of holding out your arms and just gliding around the map. Um, mm-hmm. The other really cool mechanic in this game is that you can climb anything in the game. So anything in the game you can grab onto and just do like the climbing motion, which is really cool. It works really well. Not had any issues with it. So you can you can actually get really high on something. There's like uh, these um, wind turbines that are huge in the map. And uh, I'm somebody who has a, a like a, a slight fear of heights, so I look at some structures. I'm like, "There's no way in hell I'm going up there." Like, that's I, I find that really cool. Um, but you can climb these structures, and you can just jump off and glide down. You know, you can just you descend on your enemies. You can cover a lot of ground because you can fly and glide. Um, so I, I think those are the mechanics in the game that really set this apart from some just kind of generic like Fortnite clone in a way. I think it's a, I think it's really cool. And, you know, being able to climb in this game, you know, and by physically doing the climbing motion, grabbing onto things, holding out your arms and flying, you know, to me, these are great VR mechanics, right? This is what sets you apart and makes you feel like you're actually, 
you know, playing VR because you're, you're moving your body in a certain way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and so they get, you can get paired up with random people. So if you're not with friends, you, you'll just get paired up with random people. And so I got, you know, sometimes you'll get paired up with little kids sometimes. Well, I was playing with these kids and they wanted to climb all the highest structures in the game. And that's how they wanted to play. And I just went along with it. And so we were just climbing the whole game. And like they just wanted to keep climbing. We were and then flying everywhere all over the map. Well, while everybody else was down there killing each other, we were just flying the whole time and we ended up winning the game. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean you could you could do that. You know, yeah. it's it's a, it's open ended to an extent. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the map? And but first of all, have you played Fortnite? I never have. No. Okay. So I can't make that comparison. Okay. What do you? I I'll still ask you this. What do you think about the map in the game? Uh, it's pretty big. Um, I think they definitely need to start thinking about. I'm sure they already are, but adding some new maps. Um, but I mean. I don't know. Even for a few more months, I think the map, you know, is good enough for now. Yeah, I wonder how. Like, there's a uh, distinct points you can pull up the map, and there, there's like a, I forget even the names, like the complex or like the cemetery, right? There's there's mm-hmm. designated area that that look kind of distinct. Yeah. Um, there's a weird kind of structure in the middle of the map, which takes up a mm-hmm. lot of space. I'm not really, I don't know if I I love that. It's kind of yeah. odd. Yeah, and there's nothing on top of it. That's one of the places yeah. those kids wanted me to go with them, and there's nothing up there. Yeah, there's also, there's no, like, I remember in Fortnite, like, there's, like, water and lakes, and there's none of that. I feel like that's missing. I feel like the Fortnite mm-hmm. map of, of what it's evolved into and when I play the game is, is more interesting mm-hmm. um, than the Population 1 map, but that doesn't mean the Population 1 map is necessarily bad. Yeah. Um, it's, it's certainly serviceable, and there's enough variety and, and interesting locales to fight in and climb. Yeah, there are places with satellite dishes, and there's like farmlands, and there's like cliffside areas, and uh, like cities with like you know like apartment buildings and townhouses, and yeah, you already you already said cemetery. I don't know what else is distinct. There's like little like uh, warehouses and refineries, and you know, yeah, it's it's like good. That. It's it's interesting. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's. It's you know and the and the map always closes in or kind of shrinks down in different areas, so you never know where you're gonna like be fighting in necessarily. Yeah. So you get good variety that way in the fights. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the 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 guns in the game and and how they work. Okay. Um, and you know one of the kind of key points of VR is being able to do things that are you know real, right? Like you know if you play a any first person shooter game you hit like artery you hit a artery load like you're you know a, a keyboard is essentially a typewriter so right? like it's it's kind of mm-hmm. silly you hit artery reload you know and but in VR yeah. VR you can actually really reload a gun that's what makes it special the idea yeah. of pulling out a get ejecting a clip putting the other clip in cocking the gun back so mm-hmm. this game sort of splits the difference in terms mm-hmm. of simplicity like it has you reload but you don't pull out a clip from like your pouch or anything like that you yeah. still got to eject a clip, but like you kind of just push the, the new clip in, like it's highlighted in yellow, you push it in and yeah. then the part that you kind of cock back is highlighted as well. So it's a little abbreviated. I don't, I don't mind it as much because I think it's important to point out that this game veers on the arcadey casual side of things. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of geared towards not being overly complex or, you know, being able to pick the game up pretty quickly. Yeah. Also the gun is stuck to your hand. You can't drop it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's helpful. I mean, maybe they did that because of all the climbing and all the other stuff. Yeah, you can make uh yeah, the other thing is like, you know, in a game like Pavlov, right? Like when you have a gun, it's not stuck to your hand. If you let go of the grip, it falls down, which I, I love that. I mean, that's what I look for in VR. In this, you just it, like the gun's like glued to your hand. If you hit the A button, it disappears. So again, like in a Pavlov, if you wanna swap guns or not hold your gun, you can either just drop it or you can put it on your person, like reach behind your back and, and kind of let go and it will go on the your your back or the front which that's kind of standard in VR. So this system, you just hit A and it disappears. Again, arcade Um To switch weapons, you don't grab like a pistol at your side, which again, most VR games do that for this kind of realism. Um, on this, you have to, you just open up a weapon wheel and select a weapon that way. Uh, you know, and in Half-Life Alex, right, you do like a weapon wheel and stuff like yeah. that. So it's not, it's not like... Um, I don't know if I, I inherently say it's a good or bad thing. I love things in VR that make me feel like I'm mimicking things or doing something f- sort of real, right? Like, that's VR to me. But in this, I, I get what they're going for. It makes it easier. I'm glad, like, you don't just hit a button to reload. I'm glad you still do some of the motion. Um, so I'm, I think I'm comfortable generally with that decision. How, how did you feel about it, especially because you've played a bunch of Pavlov like I have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Um... No issue. I, originally, I, I thought it was going to be less interaction. I thought it was going to be more like just pressing a button. So I was actually, you know, happy to see that they actually had you put the clip in and, you know, pull the bolt back and all that. Yeah. Um, another design decision on this that kind of goes more arcadey or less realism is that the guns have, you can aim down the sight and the guns have scopes, right? But when you're mm-hmm. not aiming down the sight, there's actually a reticle on the screen like a virtual reticle am i saying it right um that's on the screen and that's kind of weird you know like mm-hmm. when you're playing a, a flat screen game there's there's like crosshairs on the screen but i don't recall really seeing that in vr games and it's almost that it almost looks like even though the game was built ground up for vr it almost looks like <laughs> they took a non-vr game and they just threw a, a vr aspect into it so again I think that's a design decision to kind of keep this fast pace, keep the flow of the game going, run and gun. But it it's something that takes away the immersion a little bit. It takes away sort of VR strengths of being able to aim down sight or, you know, a, a reticle, reticule. God, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. Cro- I'm just going to say crosshairs, like this virtual crosshairs. Mm-hmm. That That's not VR to me. But again, as a design decision, I'm, I'm okay with it because the game's fun. Is that... Is that only the UMP or are there other game other guns too that have that? Every gun has it. Um, well, I mean, are, almost every gun. Maybe there's a couple that don't, but like um, the pistols have it, the shotguns have it, the the submachine guns, the AR, all, all of them have. Like the maybe there's some snipers don't. But what about the guns that have a holographic sight? Because those are the guns I use the most. So yeah, if you if you pull up to your eye, like um, yeah. Even the SMGs and the ARs, like they have a holographic sight. Yeah, but that's if what you, I if use. You, but if you have it like a hip fire, it will put up like um, a virtual uh, crosshairs. I've never even like actually noticed that. Okay. Oh wow, yeah, it's always on unless you're like unless you're running around the map always aiming down the like the the sight. It's there. I'm glad they have both. Right, I'm glad they give you that flexibility. And mm-hmm. you can two hand guns. Like, you know, if you just one hand in an SMG. The uh, crosshairs becomes bigger when you put the other hand; it becomes smaller, so it tightens it up a little bit. So yeah. they do recognize that there's 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 kickback on the gun. So 
you know, there there is that degree of realism there, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's I never use shotguns and I never use handguns. I only use the like the SMGs and the assault rifles with the holographic sights, and I always put them up to my eye. Um, mm. So okay. that, I guess that's why. Like, and the the UMP, I never use that. I, I guess I didn't think about it, but yeah, that isn't realistic to just have this crosshair that's just like in the in this air. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't love it. I'm, I'm sure they tested it out and beta tested it, and maybe it just makes the game again more accessible, more faster pace or something. Um. But I, I, I don't know. I think it might work in this game, but it's it's not a step forward in VR. I, I, I'm really I, I struggle with it a little bit, right? Like I kind of I kind of mm-hmm. feel like they know what they're doing because they created a fun game, but it's not VR uh, to me. It's a, yeah. it's a little less, too, a little too arcadey in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the bigger design decisions where I kind of really nitpick a little bit more and strike me a little bit weird is uh, one with the grenades. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So this is really kind of a, a bummer, and I and I don't get it. I mean, I can try to speculate, but again, the whole point of VR is doing things that are realistic. So they are climbing, flying. Now you think with a grenade, well, what do you do? You pull the pin, just like in like Pavlov, and you throw it. You physically throw the grenade. That's that's VR, man. But in this, you don't even pull the pin. You just select grenade with the the wheel, and then you click the trigger button, and it, and it has like um, it shows the arc, it shows like a virtual arc where it's gonna go, and you just click the trigger and he'll just throw it. So. Again, that seems like, am I playing a 2D game here or am I playing a VR game? I mean, I should be able to pull the pin and throw it. That's 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 what we have VR for, right? That's why we have these slick controllers and we can do these, uh, you know, six degrees of freedom motion. Yeah, the only reason I could think of that they did that was I watched a video of a guy who's like really good at the game and he was giving his tips and stuff. And he said he likes to fly with grenades and drop them down on people below. And if you were flying that, and then you threw, that would screw up your whole, like you're flying. Like if you swung your arm, I think. So, but if you're flying and you're drop, if you're dropping it, you yeah. you have your hands out already. You just let it go. Just let it go. Yeah. You yeah. can just drop it. So yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's the true. only thing I can think of is, I, 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 this is why I would love to ask them. I actually, I reached out mm-hmm. to them, as I mentioned, I, I would love to have them on the show. Cause I, I really like this game. I want right. to know what's in store for it, but I, you know, they, they've been working on this game for three years, so it's obviously occurred to them, and they're, they've got to be aware of other games. Like, why did you why did you make grenades like this? It seems like a missed opportunity. Is it because you're like, oh, you know, we want this game to be really accessible to people, and, you know, we don't want people punching walls and VR space is limited? Maybe mm-hmm. maybe it's that? I, I, I don't know. I I feel like if that's the case, maybe give people the option, but but still, it's uh, it's a little bizarre. If that's the case, then you can't have all the climbing everywhere. It's just the same thing. Agreed. And like yeah. you know, I think to Half Life, Alex, like I love how the grenades in that game work. Like yeah, the, the weight, how are, they feel. Yeah. They're great in that. Yeah. Yeah. So I would love to. I mean, it's not to say that they can't update or change it. Um, yeah. So so we'll see. And then the other kind of weird nitpicking thing is I hate how the uh, the sniper rifles work. Yeah. The everything around it turns black. And all you're yes. seeing is this scope, and and it looks pretty uh, pixelated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oddly pixelated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you know, in other VR games, like well, Pavlov, one of our favorite games, is you know the sniper rifles. You, when you pull it up close to you, you can you actually pull the um, the scope up to your eye, and you can still see. I can't. I've, it's not been a while, but everything doesn't go black around it. At this, as soon as you start bringing it a little close up to you, your whole screen goes black. It zooms in a lot, of course, like it's supposed to, but everything's also really pixelated. It's it's really odd. 
Um, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't like that at all. And it's kind of hard to run around with a sniper and just kind of fire it regularly because as soon as you try to pull it up a little bit, it's going to zoom in and you're like, I don't want it to zoom in. I just want to pull it up a little bit. Right. Like, so that's a weird design choice. And this is where we kind of maybe get into graphics a little bit. I believe that I, you know, there's a video out there from two years ago when they're, I think they're being interviewed by NVIDIA and they're talking about the game and in that video, the graphics are significantly better than how the graphics are released. And on the sniper rifles, the sniper rifles look different. Like the sniper rifles, they actually have like a screen where the scope is that zooms in. So, you know, I, I suspect that why it is the way it is is because of the Quest 2 or, or the Quests because yeah. this game is cross-play. I think that they dumbed down this game's graphics because they designed it to work on the quest, so the PC players are 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 paying the price for that. Yeah, even just like the grass, even just the grass is a huge difference in that video. And and I don't know if it was if it was going to be that way. Like I mean, from the beginning, if that was just like fake marketing BS, or if that sure. was you know like sometimes they'll show you something that's way better than even if it would would have come out on PC only. I don't know. If, yeah, that's like, not a, that's yeah. not uncommon. You've got a really good point. It's not uncommon to design it one game, but then to optimize mm -hmm. it, you just take out a bunch of stuff. Yeah. This is. I mean, what do you what do you think about the graphics overall? Overall, uh, for it's because it's a multiplayer game where I don't know the networking of it all, but I mean to manage all of that probably forces you to um, dumb the gra graphics down a little bit, even if it even if it were all PC players. Uh, it's. I think the graphics are. are are pretty good like think of a game like did you ever play standout it's so long ago maybe for like an yeah. hour yeah. yeah like that that game's graphics are pretty terrible yeah and that's P that's pc only um i used to love that game um but i think i would rather play population one over standout yeah i um, agree yeah yeah i can't think of many there aren't that many big multiplayer games where the graphics are good in vr yeah I mean, Pavlov was. I mean, depending Pavlov's on the map. Good. Yeah, some of the maps are really good looking. Oh, and then there's um contractors. They have some maps that are pretty amazing. Yeah. But it's probably way fewer people playing at once. Yeah, that's possible. Again, this is know. like a, a question I'd love to to delve into a little bit more. I, I you know I don't think the graphics are bad. In fact, I could say they're they're overall because a lot of times you might be flying, you could see the entire map mm -hmm. in many ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's 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 pretty good. It's mm -hmm. it's not bad and it's way better than like standout, which is a, a reference. So, you know, I I I've got to believe that there's some missed opportunities, especially looking at the older builds of it and what the PC can do. On the flip side, uh, the game is very well optimized. Uh, I run it at 120 hertz on my index, and I have like no reprojection. Hmm. And you know, with a game that's a competitive multiplayer shooter frame rates are what you want to go right like you you, yeah. you often opt even if you have the chance to boost the graphics you often offer a lower graphics so you just keep and maintain the highest frame rate or frames per second possible because that will the refresh rate is going to give you an advantage over uh your enemies mm -hmm. as, as, as ever slight that that may be so yeah the only um what was i going to say the the only times i feel like i've had performance issues i feel like it was a networking issue like okay. maybe their servers were having an issue or something. Yeah, I've been I've been impressed. I thought it was well, like it released and it, it, very few bugs, very well optimized. Um, it, this has been a good release for the for the game. I, 
mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm happy with the performance. I mean, I would choose performance over graphics in a game like this. So yeah. Um, I would like to see that they can improve it on PC and, and start adding some of those things in, those assets in, and keep the mm-hmm. same game. Like, you know, some of the the buildings that you go in, they're just like, there's nothing in them. They're very, just, it's like a wall and a floor, right? It's very basic. Mm-hmm. Um, it could just use a little more vibrancy in the game. Yeah. But, you know, then again, when Fortnite came out and it was in beta, like the Fortnite performance was terrible and the maps were just desolate. It was just a shell. So this this could improve over time. Yeah. One thing that'll have make people keep coming back is that there are unlocks. Like you can unlock characters, you can unlock weapons, skins. So, and there are a lot of people that seem to want to keep coming back for that. And there's like there's a currency in the game now, and and all sorts of stuff. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because we yeah. talked about this either on last podcast or the podcast before, and I said we I've been waiting for a a game. Mm-hmm. Um, on VR that has that progression system that has ranks, right? I, I, I said that's mm-hmm. what's that's what's missing. It's missing that good multiplayer VR game that has progression and, and ranks. And this game does it. This game does it like Fortnite and, and almost any uh, multiplayer shooter does, where you know you get experience points and you rank up and you unlock characters, you unlock skins. And this past week they just added um, a shop into the game where you can buy currency and buy skins. You know, it's not a pay to win. It's just it's just cosmetics. You can also earn um, currency to buy skins uh, by doing like uh, daily challenges and stuff like that. So uh, totally legit, just like every other, you know, multiplayer shooter has been doing for the last almost 10 years now. So that's uh, that's great, man. It's, it's, it's great. We were just talking. I was like, I, I needed this type of game. When is this type of game going to finally come out? And lo and behold, it does. Yeah. Did you do any of that power cube stuff that they were doing? Dude, I missed it. I can't believe the Power Cube was like a week. I, I I find it hard to believe I didn't play the game for a week. I don't think that was the case. It must have been like a few days. Yeah. I heard some people say that what happened was like people were just like abandoning their team just to go look for Power Cubes. And uh, <laughs> that I think maybe maybe they stopped it because of that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Anytime I play with randoms, like, they just do their own damn thing anyway. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think the important thing to say about this game, though, is that it's it's cross-play. So there have been Battle Royale games before, but they usually don't last long because, you know, they require a lot of players to play and, you know, you need to get into a populated game. And, and you know, VR is still in its infancy in terms of adoption compared to, like, a PC or a console. So what's great about this game, and, and even though the, the Quest has dumbed it down and maybe reduced the graphics there's always people playing. I mean, the player base is, is extremely healthy. The, your, your wait time to get into a game is like sometimes five seconds, maybe at most like you know 20 seconds to get into a lobby and then maybe another minute into a lobby. It's incredibly fast. Um, and I think this game is going to be like uh, the killer kind of multiplayer app for VR because it's, it's, it's a game that's, that's cross-platform has a healthy player base. It's based on the Battle Royale formula, which is very popular, and it's very reminiscent of Fortnite. So this is uh, th- this is going to be something special, I think, over time. And the, the developers have been adding stuff to it every week and addressing things. And uh, So uh, I'm really impressed by that. I'm really grateful that it came out when it did, and it sounds like this company's really smart in timing it with the Quest 2 because um, it, it had a great launch. I've always been able to find games and I think that's only going to grow. And this game is the kind of game where you can play hours and hours and hours and keep on coming back. Justin, like you mentioned to get more unlocks. Like it's got that, 
that feedback loop system baked into it. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I've played with so many people that I wouldn't even have expected that would be playing the game. Um, you know, as I said, elementary school kids were playing with me, but also I was playing with a retirement age woman, you know, who was like really good at it. And, you know, I've played with a bunch of women. I, I would just, you know, I, I tend to stereotype that women don't really want to play VR, but no, there are women in there playing well. Yeah, that's so, that's awesome. I think VR cuts across a lot of things in a way that maybe some like, you know, competitive uh, first person shooters, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I, I said before, I play a lot of hunt showdown and there's like mm -hmm. never lobbies where I'm like with, with women playing it. There's like mm -hmm. never kids playing, which is a blessing. I don't want to play with kids, but like, <laughs> yeah. this is, this is something where it's just like all, all uh, male, female, all, all ages. Um, yeah. I think it's uh it's, it's a no brainer that this game was made. And I think they did a really good job with this game. And, uh, you know, I know I, I have many, many hours ahead of me. I know our friends enjoy playing. It's, it's definitely given a boost to me wanting to put my headset on more and more. And it's the game that, that's, that we've been waiting for a game like this. I, I can't wait for this to be successful. I want it to be successful because I want more games like this. I want more competition. And, uh, this game is going to sell headsets, no doubt as, as kind of word of mouth grows on. Definitely. And like that, that woman I was talking about, the retirement age woman, she has a YouTube channel where she's posting up population one videos every day. And she just That's keeps great. saying, I, I love this game. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine, like, I don't play Fortnite anymore, but you know, if I'm looking, if I'm interested in a game like Fortnite, I can't imagine ever playing Fortnite again. You know, like this game exists, so I don't need to play Fortnite. Right. Like I was saying, yeah. like I play hunt showdown because hunt showdown doesn't, a game like that doesn't exist on VR. But like I don't play Counter Strike, uh, CS:GO on PC because, you know, Pavlov exists on VR, right? Like so, these are mm -hmm. the superior versions of these games. Even though there's there's more polish and stuff on the um, on the 2D version, it's just nothing beats playing a game like this in VR. Agreed. Yeah, there's a, there's a neighbor kid that asked me to play Fortnite with him, and I just can't bring myself to do it. I don't know. It, it would seem like you took a time machine 10 years back after playing this game. You know, that's yeah. just how, how it seems. It's like what you play on this flat little screen and you use a, a typing key. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Right. Yeah. I don't either. It's great. All right. Um, what would you, before we give it a rating, do you want to say anything more about this game? Um, I don't think so. I think we covered it. Cool. All right. So I'll remind everybody of our rating system. Zero to two is don't wish this game on your worst enemy. Three to five is we all make mistakes. Six to eight is a solid game. And nine to 10 is a buy it. Uh, what are you going to give it, Justin? I'm going to say a nine. All right, nice. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say a nine as well. Um, the fun factor is, is uh, pretty much a 10 out of 10 on this. Um, yeah. I give it a nine because I think, again, the graphics, we're getting shortchanged PC players on the graphics mm -hmm. on this game, even though they're, they're not terrible by any stretch of the imagination. I think that there's some weird design decisions like with or, or missed opportunities with like their grenades. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I this game is only going to get better and the developers keep on adding to it. So I'm I'm really excited to see what's to come on this game. So uh, it's it's a buy. It's great. It's I think if somebody was going to get a quest two, I would say grab population one. No doubt that should be like one of the first games you get. Definitely. All right, all right. So check it out. It's fun. Crossplay. You always find games. You'll make friends. You'll add friends easily. It's a great social experience. I'm sorry if you got to deal with kids once in a while in lobbies, but you know, 
it's worth it. All right, let's move on. So um, I'm going to do a mini review. I'm not going to spend too much time on this game because I have not spent a ton of hours, but there's not, there's not a ton to say, but I just want to uh, give a shout out. So I was looking for a game that um, is like a cool down game, right? I've been, I've been playing Hunt. I've been playing Population 1. These are all competitive shooters, and I think I'm going to get PTSD and stress myself out uh, if I just do that. So I was looking for something more chill, and I, I grabbed Poker Stars VR the other day. Uh, Poker Stars VR is a free game. It's uh, an early access. It's by Lucky VR Inc. Came out November eighth, twenty eighteen. Um, it's on Steam and it's on Oculus as well. So uh, again, uh, it's, this is a crossplay game with a very healthy uh, base of players. You're always going to find games. And from my maybe four or five hours I've played in the last few days, um, you know, most people I think are on Quest. Again, this is a very accessible game, and uh, being free certainly helps. So, PokerStars VR, like the name indicates, is uh, you know Texas Hold'em poker. Uh, there's also some blackjack. I haven't tried that. And there's some slots. I, I tried that a little bit, but you know, you log in, you you create, you select a uh, custom avatar and um, or a preset avatar. The graphics are are well well done. I thought uh, it seemed to run pretty well. It actually even had um, individual fingers you know tracking for the index which was nice uh that they, they spent time on that so i thought that was cool that's always a good sign you know population one doesn't have that by the way so it doesn't have a, kind of that treatment for the index if you pull the trigger on population one like when you don't have a gun in your hand he'll point his finger i, oh, no, I noticed it's weird okay yeah. okay um so you know you basically you get in the game and uh you're in this kind of um i don't know atrium or whatever this lobby and kind of go in there and you can kind of spin this wheel and get your kind of daily uh cash injection and it's random so you know that's that's fun and then you you launch into a game and you're playing you're playing poker uh the graphics are good the sounds good i i find this a nice social experience most of the people i played with haven't been obnoxious which is cool um there's there's things that you can you can buy in-game currency if you want like if you uh, run out of money and you want to do that I, you know I, I never see myself doing that but i guess some people who really like this game and run out of money and it's a way to support the devs and also play longer. Um, there's like props you can buy in the game. Like you could buy uh, like pipes or, or cigarettes. Um, you know, somebody bought like a birthday cake and threw it on the table and people were buying slices. Um, I don't know. There's like rubber duckies that people buy and throw around. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of silly at times, but it keeps it like from being like the stale, boring card game where you can do other things. Um, I had some great conversations with people, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a good community. So I'm not going to dive too much into everything. I, I found it e- easy to understand, easy to navigate, easy to get into. I thought it was very polished, especially for early access game. I had no issues with it. This is like my chill, cool down game. This is a game I love that it's cross play. And there's, it's a very healthy player base from what I found. Um, so, you know, anybody that you, maybe they got a quest here on a PC, you want to connect with them, especially during this, uh, during the, the pandemic and being locked inside. It's a, it's a great, it's a great game to play. You know, poker is easy enough to pick up, enough to understand um, any age. Uh, got all ages play this game, male, female, all that good stuff. So um, highly recommend it. I'm not even going to give it a rating. I just, it's it's free. Go grab it if you're even remotely interested in poker or even if you just want to learn poker. Uh, I, I think it's worth your time to at least check out for an hour or so. And if you like it, you'll be, you'll be playing maybe hundreds of hours. Who knows? Are there other card games? Uh, there's Blackjack. I didn't play that at all. 
Okay. I was just interested in uh in, in poker. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what about like griefers? Are there people messing with you? So I, in the lobby, they're like these like little, like, I don't know, like little teenage bullies, like just harassing people. Hmm. And I, yeah, one thing was frustrating is I couldn't figure out like how to mute them or how to deal with them. I had to imagine there's a way to do that or report them or something, but it, it wasn't obvious. Um, I think once you're in a card game, you can you can mute people, you know when you okay. when you when you joined one. But the the lobby mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I couldn't figure out how to do that. I couldn't figure out how to do that. I know that mm-hmm. when I was reading the reviews on Steam, again this is a uh, it's got a nine out of ten on Steam, very positive. Um, you know, some p- people were saying they got banned by the developers who were playing because they they might have said you know something inappropriate. So it seems like there are some people watching. I, I imagine it might be possible, you know, for recording or you go to their discord and maybe report people. I, I kind of want to look into that, but overall, like all the kind of card games I got into, most people were great. You know, it was, it, it was nice. Cool. All right. So should I move on to my game? Go ahead. You can, right. you can, you can bring us on home with this. Okay. So when I want to unwind and relax, I play VR Paradise. To see this game, you're going to have to have uh, adult games enabled in Steam. Um, So this is by Totem Entertainment. It came out in December 2018. There's a free demo, and I recommend to anyone who's an adult, you know, especially heterosexual male, you're going to want to try that free demo, I think. Um, If you want to buy the game, it's 20 bucks. Um, And the free demo... this this is um, you know a, a the best strip club you know you're gonna see in VR. Um, it's uh, you know there is a strip club just full of dancers, and they start out with their clothes on, and you know as things progress, you know they're gonna you know strip on the main. There's a main stage, and I think there's two main stages, maybe three, with a pole and the dancers and um, you know, they're they're full motion captured from real strippers, so like all of their dance moves are. I mean, it looks real. Like the graphics are really nice. This the rating is 89%, very positive right now, and they say it's the best-selling VR adult adult game on Steam. Which there's a so, lot of adult games on Steam for, for yeah, reference. Best-selling VR. Yeah, the 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 VR adult ones are mostly complete shit from what I've seen. Um. So you can, in the actual full $20, the difference between the demo, the demo, I don't think you're going to see any like full nudity. You might see boobs. Um, and I don't think you're going to be able to get a private dance. If you, but if you, when this game first came out, um, it was getting negative reviews because you had to pay per dance, like actual money. And that was crazy. Um, they, they wised up and changed it to $20 for unlimited access, unlimited number of dances you could get, you want. So you can customize the dancers. Um, you can get, you can uh, change their haircut, their outfit, you know, the size of, you know, their boobs and their butt. You can change their tattoos, their makeup, their even their eye color, all that stuff. And you can uh, then there's as I said, they're motion captured. So there's the main stage with the poles. Then you can have a a table dance. Um, and then you could also have a private dance. The private dance is where you're going to see 100% nudity. 
and this game is actually very realistic looking. Um, it's very convincing. Uh, there are bouncers and there are bartenders. So you can go to a, the bartender and order a drink. You give the girl a drink and, uh, you know, she might like that you got her the drink. You can even spank the girls on the butt. You can you can touch their chests and, like, they'll move, you know, with your hands. But, you know, like, if you go too far, your hands will go through their bodies. Um, like, like most VR games, your hands will go through stuff. I wish, you know, they could make it so that, you know, you can't go through things. But this is an indie developer, so... But when... If you spank the girls, like, too much, they'll get mad, and they'll, like, you know, tell you you're being disrespectful, you need to get the hell away. They'll stop their dance in the middle of their dance if you're, like, being too handsy. It's a, it sounds uh, like it's an educational game. So you're it is. You're learning some life, life, life lessons. Yeah. yeah, it is. It has helped me, and I've, I've been a better <laughs> boy when I go yeah. to the strip club. There you go. That, yeah, I actually don't even like strip clubs, but this game I like. Um, it it like improves my mood. Like there's there's nice actually nice music in the game, and um, it's just like it's a nice atmosphere. There's like there's settings where you can turn on smoke and lasers and you know like a mirror ball and all sorts of stuff, and um, it looks really nice. Um, you can make it so that the the strip club is just only you and a bunch of strippers. Um, you know, so it's just you, or you can add other patrons in there and they've had, they do, they had a DLC where you can add like another club where it's like a futuristic club, I think called like Utopia and they have where you can add more different types of strippers, different looking girls. Um, and they, this Halloween, they had a Halloween event where they added like skeletons and jack-o'-lanterns and stuff all over the place and. And they even had one of the strippers, if you go to her and ask for a dance, you end up getting a very special dance where she, it, she ends up uh, being like some sort of fucking psycho killer. Um, All right. That's yeah, that, a hell of an that experience. Was, yeah. It's said that that ended on November 9th. I don't know if you can still experience that now, but that might even be in the free demo if it's still there. Um, and as I said, this improved my mood. This game could even be a marriage saver. So so, so what you do is you, you play this game, and it lifts your spirits and maybe gets you in the mood, and then you go upstairs and, and visit your wife. And, you know, you don't have to tell her, you don't have to tell her, like, why you, you know, became interested in her all of a sudden. You can just, um, you know, let her think that uh, you just wanted to see her. It sounds, very, uh, it sounds very pandemic safe. Yes. It is yeah. very safe. Look at yeah. that. Justin, bring us a, the PSA, keeping people safe. Yep. Appreciate it. <laughs> and there are even achievements. It even has a cheap. Oh, oh, and so like you can, you can get a cash gun and you can shoot money at the strippers and, um, there's booze there, you, you know, all sorts of stuff. So yeah, yeah. try the free review. It's definitely worth it. The this free, like dem the, the free demo. Sorry. This is like the, uh, the Las Vegas experience without having to uh, get on a plane and spend a ton of money. Definitely. And, uh, and, you know, what else could go wrong? So you do all from the comfort of your home and uh, both are free. Mm -hmm. At least uh, the demo in VR Paradise and, and Poker Stars is completely free unless you want to buy chips. So so there you go. There's uh, the, the Vegas experience brought mm -hmm. to you by uh, VR. <laughs> all right, man. Um, so what do you uh, – just to wrap this up, what, what games are you looking forward to? We kind of touched on this last time, but um, anything changed? Anything new uh, appear on your radar? Uh 
I can't think of anything really other than I'm sort of interested in that Tarzan game, sort of, and then uh, Medal of Honor. Uh, I can't think right now of what's coming. All right. Do you have any others? I, I got Medal of Honor right now, so I feel like we're like on a month to month of trying to just look forward to new VR games. But uh, Pop One is going to keep me busy certainly for months to come. And the next time we get together to do a podcast, uh, we'll do a review of Medal of Honor, provided it doesn't get delayed. Yeah, a good site so people know to go to to look for upcoming games is vrgamerankings.com. So there's like most wanted and, you know, you can see games that are coming up. That's where I usually go to see that stuff. Nice. Awesome. All right. Well, until next time, uh, everybody have a good one and we'll catch you in December. Take care.